Hey, my name is Matthew McCack. And I'm Tanuja Ramchow. This is Seek Human Spaces podcast, where we explore how to embrace our humanness while smashing oppressive norms. And I'm so glad that you're back, Matthew, because we're going to be talking about a topic that's really important. It's the power of owning your story. And in the episode on the challenges LGBTQ plus humans face, you shared Mm -hmm. and talked about your struggles, talked about what it took to come to terms with your sexuality, what it took to transition. And one of the things when I am talking to people about career that comes up is how do you really talk about yourself? in a way that honors your story and at the same time like showcase how you are valuable for the roles that you you're targeting and in your case for example it's by sharing your story that you've been able to build a community that you've built it's in sharing your story that you are able to do the work that you do and attract the clients that you attract yeah. And one of the quotes that I've seen recently and that really resonated with me, it's that shame dies when stories are told in safe spaces. Yeah. And, oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you again so much for your willingness to be here. And Thank you. To have, yeah. To have this conversation with me. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Uh, thank you for for uh, inviting me back uh, again. Uh, I, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about this topic. This is very cool. And it makes me think a lot about um, networking as a whole, uh, where, you know, as a as a student, we, we get told a lot like, oh, you have to network, you have to network, but you, you don't really get taught how to network other than like have your pitch ready and have, um, you know, your... Uh, being able to like make eye contact and all this stuff, but uh, and, and that's all good. Uh, but a lot of times, I know that for me personally, when I was in that position, I felt like it all felt so fake. And then I get a lot of times as a as a counselor, or when I was counseling students specifically, then sharing that it feels so fake and greedy too to to have these. Uh, networking opportunities to because it, it it's all with uh, this idea of like this end goal of like well I'm just talking to this person so that way I could get a job and then folks also use that as like well I'm just not going to go because it's also kind of terrifying to go to these networking events and for me I'm a very shy person and especially at that point in my life when I was going to these networking events I was extre- painfully shy. It was not something I liked doing. I went to them. I didn't, I don't think I ever actually got a job out of going to any of these networking events that I had gone to. Uh, I think once I got an internship. And by the way, it was a terrible internship. (laughs) I noticed as I was going through my own search for career and job hunting and everything, I had to figure out ways to network while also being shy uh instead of people just saying you need a break out of your shell you know it's like well you know there's a there's a reason there's a shell it's it's safe it's cozy it's nice um i i like my shell and i can still show myself without having to 
become somebody else or have a quote unquote bigger personality, uh, which I've been told before. So once I became more comfortable with staying truer to myself, I was able to actually network and in the way that worked for me, where I was able to do it through online platforms, I could just send an email and say like, hey, this is my resume. Are you hiring? And then also joining spaces that interested me. So for example, I'm super into board games, as I had mentioned uh, on the last time I was here. I have joined a lot of board game spaces because that's what interests me. And I was able to actually share my story, uh, my my real story. Uh, and I expressed it through then content creation, uh, through YouTube and Twitch and everything, just talking about my journey, you know, coming into my identity, my gender identity and, and also expressing my sexuality. Uh, but further, also just talking about uh, my anxieties and depression and my my life with my wife and everything, just just being honest, like the joy, the 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 sadness, the anxieties, everything uh, beyond and in between. And that is what has led me to so many other possibilities, uh, gaining uh, certain jobs, which is very, very cool. Yeah, thank you for bringing up networking and thank you for sharing because what you're speaking to is about normalizing being human. Mm -hmm. And I feel what the career process does is actually do the opposite, right? Yes. It's, it's where it's trying to turn you into this very sanitized version of yourself, oftentimes referred to as professionalism. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, <laughs> and it becomes, when, when I ask someone, uh, what does it mean to be professional? And they talk about, oh, it's about wearing a suit or it's about being serious or it's about, you know, showing up in a very sterilized way. How that can actually keep you from sharing your story and talking about yourself. And as you said, networking in the career process is very inauthentic in the traditional way that it's done. When you talk about a job interview, for example, it's two people showing up and being very inauthentic because on one hand, you have the, the person who is uh, doing the interviewing, uh, painting this wonderful picture, even if they are not happy in their jobs, right? They're painting this beautiful picture of what it is like to work in this organization. And then you have the person who is being interviewed showing them how great they are. And it's not like that's not real connection. And it's where people show up in this way to fit in rather than really standing out. And I believe it comes back to that shame of if people see me and if people really know me for who I am, they're going to reject me. Which makes sense, again, given the, the model that we're operating in. But it's also how you stand out that you need to own your story, because that is what's going to separate you from others. And yes, that might mean that you'll get rejected for jobs. But also, I don't know any other way to get the jobs that really align with who you are than mm -hmm. to show up authentically and to share in that way which can be extremely hard. And you've shared your story on the, the episode on the struggles LBGTQ community face. 
you shared, you know, what it took to to get to where you are right now. That episode has pretty much gotten like tons of uh, listens. And I think it's because you shared so openly that people can resonate with that, right? And how, when we share, how we actually create safety for others, right? To mm-hmm. own who they are, as opposed to creating these environments where people have to hide. So mm-hmm. I, I believe this is also, and I, we've talked about this in other episodes, like the episode on community, um, in terms of how all of our liberation, um, you know, it's linked together because in sharing and owning our stories, that's how we free each other. Yeah, I yes, that's how we free each other. I love that. And I, I will say as well, in, in terms of my own practice, the, the therapy practice, the way I've, uh, I guess, attracted clients is by being very honest on my page. Like I start off saying like, my name is Matthew McCack. I am non-binary. Uh, this is like what I do. This is the kind of space that I want to create. And I think just saying that, because I have a lot of then LGBTQ plus clients and they're looking for that. They want to see that you are LGBTQ plus. And also for those who are not about that, like they, if they feel like they're, they're not okay with trans folks, whatever, they're not going to come to me and I don't have to deal with that. Uh, so it protects me and it creates a space for others uh, to who who are looking for that to, to come in. I think that something that you mentioned as well with the, the, uh, the networking piece, the transactional piece, one of the things I think that uh, folks are, are afraid of, uh, including myself, is rejection. So when you put your story out there, uh, there, there is um, the this notion that I might be rejected. And that is absolutely true. In these transactional moments, we're still afraid of rejection. And that is very interesting because you're not even really showing yourself. So what would they be rejecting? Nothing. Nothing. Because you didn't really give them anything to reject uh, other than like a piece of paper, this this resume that is also very transactional, that says nothing about who you really are. Uh, they might not see all the accomplishments and things that you have done uh, because of this piece of paper. But I think it's fascinating that we're still afraid of that rejection. And, and I know I've been afraid of that too, even in those very transactional moments where it's like, I've been thinking about that. And I wonder if it's like, am I angry with myself because I didn't even show up as myself for them to reject? Uh, they didn't even get to see me uh, and they rejected me anyway. I, and I wonder if part of that fear is like, wow, they didn't even see me and they rejected me. What if they did see me? They definitely would have rejected me then, right? And, and it's like, that's, that is uh, so far from the truth where, you know, if you really show yourself you'd be amazed as to how many people can connect with you uh, because we're all human. Like you say, right. That, that's what this whole podcast is about showing your humanness. Uh, so when you show that we, we can all connect on certain levels to certain things, like we all are dealing with life. Life is hard. <laughs> so as we go through it and we showcase like, yeah, life is hard and it could be joyful and it could be beautiful and it could be horrendous and uh, terrible. And, and we could connect on that. That is where connection comes from uh, and and joy and community. 
And that is also where you can find where you belong in, in terms of career, job, and just uh, community in general and, and forming real relationships with people, not just transactional ones. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I also believe like when you're afraid of rejection, which I would say I am afraid of rejection still as a career oh, coach, yeah. and this fear is still go- is going to be there forever. I'm not looking to get rid of it. I think it's mm-hmm. it, it has saved me many times in my life and in my career. Even the fear of the unknown or the fear of failure and all of these things, they are fears that I deal with. I know you deal with as well, Matthew. And I would also say that even that person that you're interacting with, whether it's a director at an organization or a recruiter, whoever it is, that person is human as well. And a lot of times we dehumanize that person by putting them on a pedestal or by thinking Mm. like, you know, that they are something other than they are, where we are just creating this one dimensional box for them to fit into. And we're not seeing them as humans and also being interested in them and their stories, because that's when they will feel seen. Mm -hmm. And that is when you can actually form that connection that you're talking about. Because a lot of times we are going in being so afraid of being rejected by a stranger that we are not taking the time to get to know them as a human, Mm -hmm. right? And that is part of the fakeness of the career process where we're trained to operate that way. Yeah, uh, I think it's a a total issue with the entire system because one, there's a total uh, power uh, dynamic that's going on that, that is so terrible where you know the interviewer has a lot of power and the interviewee has almost none and they need the job or want the job a lot of times need it um and the interviewer has this power of saying no you're you you can't make money (laughs) um and you need money to well live so it it becomes a desperation move to do these things. And even the interviewer, they might not even want to actually be there. They might not like interviewing people. I know that when I interviewed a couple of people for like an internship and stuff, I hated doing the interviews. Um, And uh, I was just asking these questions. I was trying to get to know the person, but I I knew also that like there was this power in uh, difference that was just so substantial. And it's not fair uh, to to anybody involved, really, because on the one hand, the interviewer can become so jaded with their power and not even realize the one, the power that they're holding or and two, the the impact that they're having on a person. And then uh, as the interviewee, uh, being in that that state of desperation where I need this job, please like me because that's the only way I can get what I need in order to, well, survive. I think that the system itself is messed up in that it creates that that power dynamic in which you don't feel, like in what world would anybody feel comfortable to to share their story in that way? It doesn't work. uh, And you don't get to see the value that is there in front of you. That's exactly it, because it's not safe to share in an environment like that when there's so much pressure And Sasha in another episode was talking about like living in a capitalist society and capitalism as a system, right, where your needs are really linked to career, basically, Mm -hmm. right? So if you don't have a job, well, 
that could lead to homelessness or yeah. you can't pay your bills and so many, you know, healthcare being mm-hmm. linked to a job. And when we've created a system like that, yes, the power dynamic is real, right? And that, that fear is real because it is, as you said, survival, um, survival fear, right? It's like, you know, now if all of the, if this is taken away from me, then what am I supposed to do? And this is often why people also think in the career process, they have so much to lose. One of the things when I'm talking to people about career and they're telling me if I get rejected, I'm going to lose this job. First of all, you don't have the job to begin with, right? It's like you're going in for a job, you're, you're interviewing for a job, you don't have that job. The worst thing that could happen is you end up not having that job. If that's the worst thing in your head, that that's going to happen. But I often say the worst thing that's happening is that you're not showing up as yourself. That's the worst possible thing that could happen. Because if you're just showing up from this place of not to lose, well, you don't really lose anything if it's not resonating with who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really a lo- it's not really a loss. And I also think it's by us showing up that way in our career is that we are also complicit in perpetuating this model, right? Because it's by showing up in this very manufactured way and it's by fitting in and it's by saying the things we believe they want us to say that we continue to to perpetuate this model and I've done this in my career I remember as a college student like mm-hmm. I was great at interviewing because I had uh, really learned what it is that I'm supposed to say oh my three strengths here they are and here are the <laughs> examples of where mm-hmm. I've demonstrated this and I've had all of that right and it's also where I see people they start to twist themselves into something they're not. Some people are advised to change their names to some more quote unquote American. And that is where you start to really erase who you are, erase your story. And I feel that's so painful when <laughs> you think of you can be yourself. And when we talk, for example, about the LGBTQ plus community, how this shows up, and I've seen it, we've talked about this in terms of how people are advised to erase those parts of their identities in order to get jobs. And it's like, you're really saying that I can't exist as I am <laughs> in that organization, you know, and maybe you're willing to do that, but I say go in with eyes wide open. Right. Not just do that because this is what you're supposed to do and where it's basically you disappearing yourself to have a job. Because as you've shared, Matthew, it's by sharing about who you are and talking about that, that you've been able to create this uh, career for yourself. Yeah, I think the I think the best way to really go about gaining a position or a job or anything is really joining communities that that you like not just ones that you think you're supposed to be part of like oh I'm going for accounting so I have to join the accounting club and it's like yeah maybe uh sure as long as you if you love accounting and that's what you want to do amazing go for it get into that club but if that's not something that's interesting to you or fun or or anything. It's not bringing you any joy to your life. Join things that give you joy uh, and think about why it gives you joy. 
Is it because it's what you really want to do? Do you love it? Is it part of who you are as a person? Is it, you know, where you, because that, that is your story, right? Where it's like, oh, uh, maybe I joined the Italian Heritage Club. Uh, I'm thinking of that because that's what my mom did. <laughs> um, and, uh, and she's Italian. So, and she loved it and she was part of it, uh, even though, I mean, her major had nothing to do with being Italian, but uh, she was able to meet so many people. And uh, for me, uh, personally, that's what I've been able to do to join things that I love. And, and this is even as a, a quiet person. And I know that a lot of folks, especially now after lockdown, have had a lot of difficulties uh, getting back into like being social. Uh, so even if you weren't necessarily introverted or shy before, you might be feeling that way a little bit now. So it can be really difficult. So how do you do that when you're so afraid to even like join these things? And I would say now the internet can be a really terrible thing and, and awful and social media and all that stuff, but it can also be so powerful where you can find your community through that as well. Uh, where you can show up as yourself in certain places without it feeling so scary. Uh, and then the more you do that, you'll want to meet certain people in person and everything, right? Like there might be meetups and events and things that that a lot of people are going to. Um, and uh, you you show up in that way, right? Where And the practice in that where you get to, like, you've already met these people online. By the way, I'm saying things in a way of safety as well. So make sure, like, you know, you're in an open space and everything, right? Like, and it's not usually just one person that you're meeting. Uh, I'm talking about actual communities of people. So when you do things like that and you go to these events or conventions or whatever it might be, that is where you get your practice in, right? Uh, of being social. And then networking forms naturally. Uh, I, I kind of hate the word networking because if we took that word out of the equation it it becomes less daunting it, it's like well i'm just going to this convention and i'm speaking to people that i like and oh wow this person uh knows uh a place that is hiring and they think that i'd be great at it and i i get an interview or whatever it might be um and it's not like this is so far-fetched this this happens this this is something that that legitimately happens and this is how you can form real relationships with people because i think that's what uh people want is forming real relationships uh in a way that's comfortable uh in a way that is natural uh and a way that is true to yourself and, and to everyone else involved and that is a, a really great way i think of actually finding a legitimate job and career path Great points uh, in terms of finding your community, because as uh, we started off talking about, right, shame dies when um, it's safe for you to share your story. And if you are in community with people where it's safe to share your story, you'll actually see that maybe the reason that it, it feels uncomfortable to share it's because it was unsafe. Uh, because you were operating in places and in systems and in models where it's unsafe and that exists, right? There are going to be places where it's not safe for you to share your story. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. 
often as well, when I'm talking to people, they tell me, but Tanuja, isn't it really arrogant that I'm talking about myself or I'm sharing in this way? And no, it's actually not arrogant. And the way that I often define arrogance is like, if you're just sharing to make people see how great you are, as opposed to sharing so that, hey, like I have something valuable here that you can benefit from. It's a very different way of sharing because one of them, it's like you're just making that other person invisible. Like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And then in the other one, you're actually acknowledging the other person. Like, I see you have a need and I can actually share in this way where we can connect. We can talk about how I can add value. So that's one thing that I, I would say. And also, I feel that there are many of us, and I would say this is definitely true for women, where we've been conditioned to believe like, you, you know, humility is a virtue. This is like we, mm -hmm. we always have to be in this place where we, we make ourselves small and we are not heard. We are not talking about ourselves. And something that I've realized recently is that humility doesn't mean that you're dimming yourself it, it doesn't mean that you're dimming your brightness but it's about owning your humanness right it's really about yes. you let yourself shine you allow uh, room for that and at the same time you acknowledge that you are human right where you take risks and you make mistakes and you embrace the messiness of being a human and that those two things can coexist because we've been trained that they can, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're going to shine, you have to shine perfectly. And no, <laughs> you, you, you don't. You mm -hmm. don't. You're human. And that means that, you know, there are times you are going to do things and they're not going to work out the way that you want to uh, want it to work out. Or you're going to talk to somebody and it's not going to be the kind of interaction that you want it to be. And to really own that. And that also comes back to embracing your own diversity as a human in terms of what makes, uh, you know, what makes each of us beautiful is that we're different, mm -hmm. but that there's space for that, right? It's not really trying to fit in because when you fit in, you're just getting lost in the crowd, right? Yeah. And I think this is where it starts to become the crabs in a barrel mentality, where we're fighting for the same jobs, right? And it's the more you fit in and the more you fit into this serious person, a suit who, you know, uh, <laughs> behaves a certain way, that's uh, where you, you know, end up with a certain job. But does that really represent who you are? Or are you just doing something because this is what somebody said that you need to do? So I also feel that it, it, it comes with really amplifying who you are not shrinking yourself to fit in because shrinking yourself to fit in is going to again lead to you perpetuating a system that requires us to be a certain way in order to get privilege uh perpetuate sameness where mm -hmm. our diversity can't exist and that's you again erasing parts of yourself and erasing the thing that if you really showed up in that way that's where you're going to be fulfilled in your career. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that you uh, bringing up the, the idea of it, and you're right, especially in, in women, um, this idea of humility uh, and needing to really like shrink yourself, dim yourself and 
sometimes uh, dumb yourself down for other people. And it's not okay. You you deserve to take up space. You deserve to be brilliant because you are. And that showing up as yourself is, is just, honestly, you're just showing up. It's you being there for yourself too, right? It's not, it's not for, for other people. It, it's for yourself and, uh, and then other people will see it, uh, and, and you can make them see it. And that is extremely powerful. And that's the power in telling your story, right? <laughs> and owning your story. And it, it just, it's always really sad to see when, when someone feels that they they can't take up space and you know i know i felt that that i i cannot take up space and and there's this deep worry of like will i appear arrogant or conceited uh narcissistic um and it's just not true there there's a difference between confidence and and conceitedness and, and there's a there's a difference between showing who you are and creating space for yourself as opposed to well actually I like what you said where you are still creating visibility for the other person if arrogance is when you are taking away the other person's visibility or other people other people's visibility because of just how great you are it's like well you shut up I'm I'm speaking now because I'm amazing or whatever and it's like well but that's not what you're doing is it it's it's more I'm showing up I'm saying all the amazing things that I've done because I have done amazing things I've also done terrible things and that's okay you know and, owning the humanness yeah, exactly exactly uh and it's like I, I'm creating visibility for myself and for others and uh that's a strength that's that's not arrogance I would even argue that Sometimes we, we, we are conditioned so much to believe that we need to, to have humility in a way that it's actually arrogant to be so, quote unquote, humble, because it's like, do you think that you are so great that you cannot share that because it's just too great for other people? Um, I love that. <laughs> uh, so if, if we thought of it that way, it's like, well, now, now who's being arrogant, right? So... You can't I, handle my greatness. So yes. I'm just going to dim myself down. And it's just saying how you think about other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can, you can be, you can show it and still have space for other people. And that is okay. That is, that's good. Don't let people shut you down. And the flip side of that is also of our being arrogant, this hiding. And I also, when it comes to networking or when it comes to interviewing, how we also go into that space of hiding because the interviewer is, is the one who is taking up space, right? Mm -hmm. The interviewer is there and taking up all of the space. And basically you have to be this person who is just catering to them and answering their questions. And, you know, like as a, when I was in college and even, you know, a young uh, professional, like that was just the way that you, operate in your career but now I see that as a red flag mm -hmm. right like even in dating you wouldn't go to a date and, right. and sit there and there's somebody just taking up all of the space and you're just sitting there and yeah like just give me the ring already like I'm gonna marry <laughs> you know because that's the way a lot of people operate 
in the career process is that that person, they're having this one-way conversation, but you're not really showing them who you truly are. You're just like fitting yourself into, into a box. And, you know, it's like, allow yourself to take up space. There's infinite space. There's space for all of us. We are here. That means that there's space for all of us to exist, but it's systems that shrink us. And that is why also in the career process, for example, when we say professional, what we are saying is all that matters, it's your education and your experience, your work experience. And you're far more than that. And if Mm -hmm. you're fitting yourself into that box, right, then you're not showing up in your full humanity. And this is how we keep rejecting ourselves. I know you talked about rejection, but this is how we keep rejecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we we say we're so afraid of rejection, but you're living in rejection all the time if you're showing up this way. Yeah, I love that. That yes, snaps to that. <laughs> um that yeah, rejecting yourself. Uh and, and honestly, that is the the worst. Be the rejector of you. Um it is yourself. And that is when uh confidence uh is shrunken down and you yourself are 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 shrinking when when you're rejecting yourself and, and living in this world of being your own rejector. And by the way, I, I do want to just mention briefly because uh, we're, we're talking about some lofty ideas uh, or, or uh, seemingly lofty ideas. I will say that um, I have received a lot of rejection over the years um, uh, in terms of interviews. I was not as good of an interviewer <laughs> as Tanusha was. I failed a lot <laughs> at it. So I, I just want to put that out there as well. Again, showing humaness that like, Yes, sometimes showing up as myself was, it it didn't work out. And also a lot of times not showing up as myself didn't work out either. So there was a lot of rejection there and and it can be really defeating. But ultimately the the saddest part was when I didn't get to show up as myself. And it's it's sad for me to also watch others not show up as themselves uh, and live in this world of rejection, as you said, Tanisha. And that rejection is a part of life, as you as you yes. said, Matthew. It, it, rejection is a part of life. And again, we've been so programmed to believe that we have to avoid rejection. And that's part of also how systems get us to assimilate, mm-hmm. right? Because we believe that rejection is a bad thing. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's not right? No. Yeah. If somebody rejects you, quote unquote, rejects you, for being yourself there's no loss in that no there's absolutely no loss in that and i you know one of the things like when i do workshops for example and someone is introducing me they talk about you know my achievements and they talk about mm-hmm. my experience and they talk about awards and all of those things are true right so i i acknowledge mm-hmm. but i also one of the things i do is that I go and I say, yes, those things, I acknowledge those things and I'm proud of those things. And at the same time, here are things about me. You know, I talk about the struggles. I talk about the challenges. I talk about being an immigrant. I talk about, you know, being a woman. I talk about being a person of color. People don't see the struggles that have come, uh, uh, you know, along with those things. And 
a lot of times what I, the feedback I get is that, you know, it's like, I really feel seen because of just me showing up in, in that way. And a lot of times when we go into spaces, right, when we go into these quote unquote professional spaces, like people are just showing up like, oh, yeah, I got my degree from this and I have like this uh, achievement and this is how many ladders I've climbed in my career or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's all you're seeing. So also when we start to talk about our struggles, when we start to talk about our challenges, we're creating these human spaces for people to exist because it's when we are creating this one-sided image of who we are and people believing like these quote-unquote powerful people are like they don't have challenges. Mm -hmm. That's not true. I mean, the CEO of some big corporation in America, they're human. It's actually to think deeply in, or even to see other people. It doesn't matter if you're dealing with the chairman of the board mm-hmm. or a stranger on the street. It's to start to see people as humans. And I think that is where, you know, we can start to recognize everyone has a powerful story, no matter where they're coming from and being interested in other people's story. You know, finding out yes. about them. And also, you know, a, a lot of times I, I think people are not willing to share, but that's also because it has not been safe for them to share. So a, a big part of our responsibility as well is that how do we become that space where it's for people to share those things? How do we start to also make room for others to be themselves and that requires us making room for our story to exist yeah yeah i i love that i i wonder what would it be like if the interviewer also showed up and and shared their story too like as themselves right and uh i i think that's one of the things that could that could change uh if the interviewer themselves showed up as themselves, not just an interviewer and, and was authentic to themselves. So it is something, it's something that you were talking about uh, when you share your story uh, and you feel seen, you allow others to feel seen too, because uh, when they connect to that story as well, they, they start to feel seen. It's like, wow, okay. So if you deny yourself the option of being seen, you deny others uh, that feeling of being seen as well. So it, it's like, do, it, don't deny yourself and don't deny others uh, the the visibility and, and that feeling uh, of belonging and being seen. Uh, it's it's so important. And, and like you have that power, to, which is something really amazing. And it could be terrifying, but it's awesome to be able to do that for, for other people. And you're right. It, it is uh, a lot of times we'll, we focus on our accomplishments, our achievements, which is uh, fantastic. And we should, we should celebrate those things. But we can also celebrate our failures and how that those have led to sort of things. I know for me, a, a failure is that I, I was fired from a job that I really needed. Um, and I was making no money at the times. And that was really hard. But had I not been fired from that job, I would not have gone to grad school. And had I not gone to grad school, I would not have become a therapist, uh, which is something I love to do. So it had opened up so many possibilities. So just seeing it in that way, it's like owning those 
uh, like I celebrate that failure. I celebrate being fired from that job because it it opened up other possibilities for me. And this was just some stupid like part time job that I, I didn't even like. Uh, but I was devastated. <laughs> um, and, and now I I am so happy that I was fired uh, from that job because they were they were actually offering me a promotion to to stay within the company and all the stuff. And I, I would have been there more of a full time position and I would have hated it. Yeah. Embrace the failures, embrace the successes. Yeah, it's all part of the human experience and i'm so glad that you're humanizing that in terms of this was my experience because for me i i no longer see it as failure because in the bigger picture like where i've burned my career to the ground multiple <laughs> times <laughs> and in in those moments felt like oh my god this is this is it like i yeah. you know my career is over and it was basically a rebirth that's now part of my story and I remember as well, there was a one time in my career where I was at the point where I knew that the job was not right for me and I knew that I needed to get out. But I found it really difficult because of what we were talking about before in terms of our career linked to survival. And this is how we pay the bills and this is how you know we get um, other needs met. And I remember the moment that really shifted things for me is when I showed up on it at an event. And there was a coach there and it was the first time that I heard somebody talk about their struggles in their career and somebody sharing about how she was able to just walk away from a corporate job. And I'm like, wow. And that was what gave me the courage. And I still feel very emotional talking about it today because I feel a lot of times like people feel so ashamed to share about this because again, it's not been safe for us to share this way because people judge us as being a failure or being whatever names that you want to be called, but also how by that one human sharing in that way, that I'm sure it was not just me that it impacted. It, it probably impacted so many other people who were feeling the same way and didn't want to share because they believe something was wrong with them. And I, I feel this is the power in people talking about their stories, about sharing in this way. And as you said, Matthew, and I think this is a very important piece, is finding places first where it's safe for you to share in that way. Because a lot of times it, it might not even be, even if you're talking with an advisor, you know, who <laughs> is expecting you to be a certain way in order for you to be quote unquote successful right? It might not feel safe to come and share about a certain experience that you're having. And don't put yourself in, in harm's way by sharing if that doesn't feel safe. It's finding spaces because there are spaces, there are people who can relate to what you're going through. There are people, even if they can't relate to what you're going through, have the capacity to hold space for what you're going through. And that's where the shame starts to disappear. Because if we're carrying all of that shame, then it's where we dim our lights and we're in hiding and we're ending up in careers that where we're just showing up in this very inauthentic, sanitized way because we're not able to exist. Yeah. Yeah. I call into career centers for not teaching the 
students and, and whomever to just be cogs in machine, letting them share their stories and, and not just showing up as these perfect pieces of paper. And I'm talking about a resume and not everybody has to look the same or act the same. Not every resume has to look the same. Embracing your story to actually stand out and having career centers actually teach that is would be phenomenal. And also calling out organizations when we see them taking part in practices that don't allow humans to be humans. Yes. Yeah. I think I think that would change the world. It would definitely uh, <laughs> change uh, change the world. I feel because at the end of the day, I think that's what we all want, right? It's just to be human. But we are going about it many times in such unhealthy ways. And that includes me as well. Yeah, I I will do the same thing. No, I, I totally agree. So I, I think that I've learned a lot just by talking it out uh, with you, Tanusha, and, and listening to what you had to say. Uh, I, I feel like I've learned a lot in, in how to approach things. Uh, not that I, I necessarily interview folks, but even just in my communications with people and me being someone who could connect others to other people and everything. So yeah, just me taking home something, allowing the space for others to also just be themselves and share their story uh, and own it, own their story, uh, not just share it, but own it. And sometimes you don't even have to share it, but just you owning it, uh, like it, it comes through, it seeps through uh, yeah. at, in, in conversation and everything. So yeah, no, this, this is, this is great. Thank you so much. And I, I think as a caveat to all of what we're saying, I would say you don't share everything with everyone. And that's really like it, it's really important. It's not that you go and you open up and, and share because that's not necessarily safe. Right. It's it, right. What we're what we're suggesting is that those spaces exist where, where you can do that mm -hmm. and to actually um, you know, find those spaces first where you can share because sharing in the wrong space, then that can also right. lead to consequences where it can cause further harm. And we don't want that happening. And I would say to you, Matthew, just you showing up and sharing, not just on this podcast episode, but I've known you now for uh, a year, probably. And yeah. just the way that you have shared your story, I I, I uh, truly believe it's a, you know, like it inspires many people. It certainly inspires me in terms of you showing up that way, because I know that you've had to deal with a ton of challenges, mm -hmm. overcome a ton of stigma, and it takes courage. It shouldn't have to take courage to mm -hmm. be yourself. And I would say it takes a lot of courage when you're operating in systems that were not built for you. And I just want to just honor that and say thank you. And for also being on these episodes and sharing so openly, because I know, again, by just by the sheer number of people listening to um, the last episode you were on, on the challenges of the LGBTQ plus community, that they gain a lot um, from hearing your story and um, listening to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I feel the same way for, from you. Uh, I, I think that you just, you know, showing up as your uh, um, yourself, it, it, it inspires me. Uh, that's part of why I love coming on to these podcasts. So thank you for uh, continuing to to invite me on as a guest. I, I love being here. I love talking to you uh, and thinking things through with you. 
Yeah, my heart is tingling. I feel that and I received that. Thank you, Matthew. You've been listening to Seek Human Spaces. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Catch you next time and remember to be human.